Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. We had phenomenal shows last week. Everything you could want in a program. Perfect dialogue, unbelievable rhythm and flow. And the way we mesh is just incredible. I'll tell you, the show keeps evolving. We keep growing bigger and bigger. Got a lot of plans for the future of the Rory Sauter Show. Uh, signing with a lot of different networks. I'll be having my own network coming out, as you all know. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. You are absolutely amazing. The show is listened to in 25 countries and on 70 online platforms. Again, that's 25 countries, 70 online platforms. I'll tell you, guys, it has been quite the week so far. And since I haven't been with you in about a week, I um, obviously hope you had a tremendous weekend. Um, I hope everything's going accordingly uh, so far this week. Uh, but as usual, uh, still on lockdown for the most part. Uh, we're witnessing a time like never seen before. People are off the fucking wall. Excuse my French, but damn, I can't even fathom or, you know, comprehend or, or really, it, it's what I'm, what I'm witnessing, I mean, you, you see this kind of stuff in R-rated movies. I mean, we're, we're, it's looking way worse than the 60s, way worse. If you go back and look at footage, it's, it's worse. I mean, they're, they're lighting buildings on fire in Portland and Chicago, all these cities. People are getting killed left and right. Cops can't do their jobs. Monuments are getting torn down. These leaders are doing nothing about it, you know, and it's really uh, getting to the point where sooner, than, sooner or later, uh, the citizens are going to step in. You know, the, the government's biggest fear is all of us uniting. And, and you know what? A lot of people have woken up to the, to the divisive tactics that a lot of these radical leftist groups uh, have put in place. And uh, they're, they're walking away. And uh, they're, you know, there's, I'll tell you something. There is a w awakening in this kind There is a storm, storm coming. I'll tell you. Um, you know, we were seeing this whole, and is anybody watching the DNC? I mean, I mean, look at these nut jobs. Look at these wackos. I mean, I turned it on just for a couple minutes the other night, last night, and, you know, I watched various speeches, but I, I couldn't stomach it. I mean, could any of you? I mean, I, I literally thought I was watching a comedy sketch. I mean, this is the circus. You know, you got, where, where do I start? You got Joe Biden, doesn't even know where the hell he's at, comes out all shocked and surprised that he's getting the nomination. The guy looks like he, you know, just came out of a coffin. Uh, where else do we go? Um, all these rhinos, these jerk-off scumbags like Colin Powell and uh, John Kasich, you know, all these. I mean, it, the, it goes on and on. And then they got, they got Hollywood coming in there trying to, uh, you know, just like every, you know, presidential election cycle when they back the Democrats, they bring the, the stars in trying to influence votes. You saw the uh, who's that uh, who's that singer that looks like a tranny, uh, Billie Eilish. I can't stand her. She's got nothing nice to say. The woman 
I think there's something seriously wrong with her. And, and look, look at the kind of people that are representing. I mean, you've got, you know, Bill Clinton trying to talk to us about ethics, trying to talk to us about morals, trying to talk to us, talk to us about how we, you know, how, how we should live as a country, how President Trump should, or how he should, you know, uh, manage things in the, in the White House. Really, dude? You're the last person that should be double standard on the face of the earth. You, and you know what? I'll tell you who, who, who uh, got the, uh, the win last night in terms of who, who killed it out there, who, you know, made the speech of the night. And I'm just going to remind everybody, I don't agree with anything the woman says, but it takes balls doing what she did. AOC came out and endorsed Bernie Sanders when the night was supposed to be about Biden. I mean, I'll tell you what, you're talking about, I mean, the outsider becoming more popular, you know, on both sides, on both sides. I mean, because let's face it, the Bernie crowd, you know, I'm no fan of Bernie, never have been, but the Bernie crowds are a thousand times bigger than the Biden crowd. That's not even, that's not even up for debate. You know, so you, she really uh, divided the party uh, and really, Gave Trump. I mean, Trump already had the election on a silver platter. He he was already going to win in a landslide. But her making that statement last night even more. It really does. And and then you you got guys like Chuck Schumer. You know, he's got those glasses. He looks all in, looks all serious, like he like he's some you know important individual. He comes out, you know, three minutes, whatever. And the best he can come up with, we're going to give you amnesty. We're going to give you you know all you DACA. Not one damn thing to improve American lives. We're going to favor and coddle second-class citizens. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to go over real well. I mean, the, the, the Democratic Party has been hijacked. It is no longer the party of JFK. JFK is rolling over in his grave. He is rolling over right now, appalled by all the antics and, and you know, just the actions that the Democrats um, have presented. I mean, they, they, these people are as unhinged as you could ever get, you know, and, I, and I've always said, you know, I've never been a fan of Democrats. I've never been a fan, you know, obviously Jay, a conservative Democrat. And if he was alive today, he would be a Trump supporter. Everybody knows that. But in terms of like, you know, the average Democrat, like the Bill Clintons of the world, not the biggest fan, but at least back in the day, I, I've always said, they had some sort of substance. We may not agree with their policies back in the day, but they had something they could put on the table. But now it's just rhetoric. It's, it's nonsense. It's orange man bad. And every single chance they get, everybody on that stage or wherever the hell they're doing their speech from, you know, you got John Kasich looking up into the goddamn sky. I mean, what, 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 what the hell, everybody? I mean, this is laughable, you know, but they can't keep Trump's name out of their mouth. They can't. And the whole victim status, they make everything about race. Every single election cycle, I've got to hear about race. I've got to hear about it. Why can't we just look at everybody as American? We all bleed the same blood, you know, and and when somebody says African-American, I I say, uh, you weren't born in Africa. You're an American. Call yourself an American. Stop putting yourself in a box. And I've always said on my show many times, you know, this is a small example of many, but 
the way the Democrats advance their narrative and their agenda is they put people in boxes. They classify them as victims. They try to convince them that there's something wrong with them, whether it's a hundred different genders, whether it's kids deciding if they want to be a boy or a girl, whether it's the gays, whether it's, you know, people of color. I mean, I could go on and on and on, you know, and this is the same party that says they believe in science, but they can't even, can't even acknowledge that there's only two genders. I'm, I'm just, I'm, guys, I, I'm, I'm really at a, I'm at a crossroads here. I mean, are we, we're just supposed to sit back and watch the idiocy. We're just supposed to, you know, and, and, and by the way, not once, not once have these Democrats addressed the rioting, the looting, the violence, the murders, everything that their people are responsible for, they are complicit. They are complicit. They are, they're just as guilty as the people doing the dirty work, you know, out there. I mean, it's, it, it's sad. I mean, what, whatever we want to talk about, you know, Chicago, New York, Seattle, L.A., all these places run by Democrats. Crime is skyrocketing through the roof, and they're doing it on purpose because the more division, divisive tactics they can produce, the more they can, you know, try to, you know, hear themselves talk and say they have some sort of solution. But in reality, they never do. I mean, they could have dealt with this a long time ago, but they're not. It's, it's an election season. We know these people have so much up their sleeve. And to be honest with you, I think there's a lot more dangerous things going on behind the scenes that we are not aware of. And this whole shenanigans going on in the street is, is a distraction. It's the tip of the iceberg. It really is. Because think about all the elites. Think about what they're doing. Now they're pushing this whole fake postal service narrative which we all know is bullshit. It's just another talking point. It really is. That's all it is. I mean, they, they're trying to make the justification, well, oh, Social Security checks get mailed. In the, no, they don't. Go back and look. Obama changed that years ago. It's direct deposit. So want to say, oh, well, mail-in ballots are safe. Uh, no, they're not. We just found out that there were 846 mailed-in ballots that were rejected in Michigan because the voter was dead. We just saw a guy get arrested in L.A. for voting three times as his dead mother. I mean, can, can you guys even listen to this stuff? And, and I'm glad that the postmaster general has made a statement saying that he, will make, he, he won't make any operational changes until after the election. So, you know, I'm glad he's not taking the bait. I'm glad he's not, you know, falling for their bullshit and, and trying to uh, cave. You know, we, if, if something's going to be done, it's not going to be before the most important election of our lifetime. And here's what's really sad. We have protesters now showing up to the house of the postmaster, the guy ahead of the post office, making demands. This is the, what the media and the Democrats have over certain people. Look at this kind of imp- – I mean, these are, these are literally sheep. I mean, there's no other way to describe them. Every day they're fixated on something new. They want to find another way to be offended. Just shut up already. I mean, if, if, this, if this is an any in, in indication at all or any sign, the DNC ratings compared to 2016 have, have fell by 48%. 
again, the D, the, the Democrat National Convention ratings have fell by 48% since 2016. That's almost 50%, almost half. Can you believe that? That's unbelievable. Guys, this is, you know, Jesus. And I'll tell you, you know, there is, um, and they're trying to, they're trying to push this whole, you know, clean energy. I mean, look at, look at California right now. They're blacked out. And, and that, that, that's the whole agenda California was going on, the Green New Deal. And look at how it turned out for them. That's just only, you know, uh, you know, just like, that, that's just a sample of what America would look like if we went uh, with their ideas. You know, I mean, it's just, it's fantasy land. It really is. And, I mean, guys, if these people really want to win an election, the Democrats, I mean, why are they having people like Whitmer, Cuomo, Cuomo, who killed all these people at nursing homes in New York, and he he has the audacity to think he's this great, bold, amazing leader. He's a a jerk-off. He's an arrogant jerk-off. He really is. You know what? I mean, Whitmer... Perhaps the worst governor in the nation right now And then oh my god Joe Biden you know after he picked Kamala Harris after he picked her As his VP I mean he his ratings uh, In the not not that the Polls mean anything we saw what they did In 2016 and we saw We saw how they turned out for Hillary They're they're bunk they're bullshit But we see Just, just to just I just want to clarify this And just say this that after he picked Camilla the day after in a CNN poll, his ratings dropped by a lot. This woman is not popular. I mean, this, this woman was locking people up for marijuana, she was, and she was laughing about it. And she was locking people up for um, some of the most crimes you could ever think of. And she, was, and she took money from a bunch of priests, a bunch of archdiocese, and did not prosecute. She did not prosecute when she should have. All these different, and we, we all know what's going on, you know, and, and I'm Catholic. I'm a Catholic guy. I was born and raised uh, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Um, so this is, you know, uh, I, I don't like, obviously, what these priests have done to my religion. And, and uh, you know, Catholicism is a very popular religion out there today. And, you know, it, it gives us a bad name. And, and these assholes need to pay. And, and when you don't prosecute and when you allow the money to take over, it sends the wrong message. And it just proves how much of a typical politician she is and how much she's only out for herself. You know, and, you know, cut the whole woman of color crap. I'm sick of hearing about it. She's not black. She's Indian. I mean, she's not black. Just stop already. Obama had a white mama, too. He's not, he's not, he wasn't the first black president. He had a white mama born in a white neighborhood. Never, never knew what it was like to come from the hood. Knew nothing about black hardships. Same with Kamala. If we really want to get into facts, why don't we talk about Kamala's father and her ancestors owning a bunch of slaves? We could talk about that. That would be great. Oh, I see the media is very silent. I'm very silent about that one. And, you know, where, 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 is, where are our minds right now? I mean, where, where is everybody's head? I mean, in terms of the Democrats, the people that are still on that plantation, the people that are still associated with that party, like, I, I want to know their thought process because they're, they're, whether it's, 
you know, I mean, they're shoving all these crazy things down people's throats. Just like I talked about earlier, and, and a new, one of their new things is they're featuring Disney bisexual lead characters for the first time. We already saw gay cartoon characters, all this shit, you know, random, you know, just, just because, you know, they, they want, it's indoctrination. It really is. You know, kids should not be knowing anything about sexual orientation when they're watching cartoons as, as young, you know, they're, they're, they're supposed to enjoy their youth and grow. I mean, this is just totally sending the wrong message. And, and, and for a kid to think, and for anyone to think, and the left does think this, that a kid at seven or eight years old can make up their mind about what gender they are, you must be out of your damn mind. I don't know if anybody's following this case in Texas, but you've got this smelly feminist, idiotic, moronic, dumbass mother who is so ignorant and selfish that she's taking her son and, and turning him into a woman. And this son is eight years old. This is an eight-year-old kid. And this was a big court battle. You can look it up. It's, it's all national news. I mean, can you imagine? Just imagine the resentment that this kid's going to have when he grows older. I mean, and this, and this is becoming, sadly, this is becoming normalized. This is the kind of shit that is becoming normalized. And the drag queen story hour, that, that was a big one for a long time. We all remember the trannies reading, reading to all these little kids at the library and parents were having a fit about it. I mean, come on. This is, it's, it's out of control. And, you know, it's so out of control. You know, like I said earlier in the show, and I'm getting to everybody on the panel in about two seconds. I have like two more quick talking points. But the, the law enforcement situation has gotten so out of hand that you have cops resigning in packs every second of every day in all these cities, cops are leaving. They're done because the politicians are not allowing them to do their jobs because the politicians want more power. They are doing this to divide. They are doing this. It's nothing to do with, you know, it's all partisan. It's all partisan. And for the first time ever, because New York City is in such bad shape, President Trump got the endorsement um, from the police union. I mean, they've never endorsed anyone. Think about that. They've never endorsed anyone. And New York City, the, mo- the biggest city in the USA, one of the biggest cities in the world, the, perhaps the most popular police department in the world, you know, they, they know he can fix and restore New York City. And you know what? Uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. I watched the uh, ceremony the other day. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, two, two more things. So, um, you know, and the whole, the whole, this whole mail-in ballot thing, I mean, it's a joke. You know, it, it really is a joke. And it's the easiest way to voter fraud. You know, Dr. Fauci uh, says that he plans to vote in person for the November election. Now the left is going after him. I mean, it, it just never ends. I mean, these people are finding all these different ways to, you know, get, a, get Joe across the finish line. Because they know they can't win fair and square. There's no possible way in hell. They, it's just, that's how, that's what they're counting on. They're counting on big tech. They're counting on voter fraud. They're counting on all the media. Obviously, the media is their, you know, their good buddy. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing all these different signs. And why, why isn't the media, why isn't the media talking about Bill Clinton? 
the photos that were released the other day. Did anybody see those photos? Getting his back rubbed by a little, a young girl, probably 17, 16 years old, definitely underage. She, and this was, on, this was with Epstein, Epstein Island. Can you believe that shit? And the media and, and, and the Democrats allow him to be one of the main speakers at their convention right after these photos are released. Can you imagine if Trump had something released, released like this? Can you just imagine? Can you imagine, guys? It would be national news. He'd be crucified. You'd never hear the end of it. I mean, and that's that. I mean, it, this, this kind of headline would go up all the way until the election. But Bill Clinton, he gets a pass. He's a Democrat. You know, I mean, this is just this is this is absolutely insane. It really, really is. Um, I want to welcome to the panel. Uh, we got a lot of people on with us. Uh, I believe right now. Let's see here. Let's go to. Um, yeah, I believe he's a uh, political consultant. John Stubbins. John, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Roy? Oh, man. I'll tell you, man. It's been quite the day. By the way, is, is the connection okay? Have you, have you heard me clearly? Oh, yeah. You're great. Okay. Perfect, man. How are you? What's new? What's the 411? What's going on? Ah, just uh, been a busy, busy day. I just uh, <clears throat> got a set up for a interview on Mark Levin's radio show on August 26th at 8.30 p.m. Carter's coming on for uh, about 10 minutes uh, with Mark, and uh, we're trying to piece together an appearance on Life, Liberty, and Levin as well. So working on that, working on Carter's documentary, uh, my show, obviously. Uh, We've got Reagan coming up, uh, shooting in Oklahoma next month. So uh, working on raising uh, some P&A money for that. It's busy, man. No, I hear you. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to kind of talk about, obviously, you're doing a lot with Carter Page. You're, you're working with him. And um, what's interesting is we just saw the other day uh, that Kevin Kleinsmith guy uh, get indicted. And, um, <laughs> you know, he, he was the guy that tried to frame Carter Page into, into thinking, you know, trying to, you know, convince people that he was a Russian spy, which was false. And I, love, yeah. I love how he's going down. Yeah, well, uh, he falsified documents and emails uh, to the FISA court. Uh, and so, yeah, he is uh, what you call busted, Rory. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, let me ask you this. I mean, it's just the beginning, right, John? It's fair to say. I mean, the storm is coming. I mean, this is just – I mean, Durham, Durham is doing his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Durham's doing his job. A.G. Barr is doing his job. Uh, but I don't know if you saw today, but uh, – I think uh, 200 more people were indicted today, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, there's a storm coming, and uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, brother. Oh, yeah, and, and now let me ask you this. Do, if you, you know, you, you review this stuff quite a bit, if you had to give an analysis or, or an estimate, when do you think all the indictments are concluded? Before the election? You know, that's tough to say uh, because you don't really want to rush Durham's work. Uh, he's been meticulous so far, and uh, I think we want to continue that work so that we get all the right people 
and hold the right people accountable. Now, my question would be, uh, and this is the one I'm concerned with, are some of the people that really need to be held accountable going to be? And I think they're going to, there's, I think some of these people are going to escape off the hook. And when I say those people, I'm talking about Barack Hussein Obama. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Uh, maybe, hopefully not Jim Comey, but we'll see. Uh, you know, it, I mean, you've got, there's just so many people involved in this scandal of Wiseman and, you know, Comey and Strzok and Page and, oh my gosh. I mean, it's a deep, deep, deep swamp is what it is. And uh, it's frustrating when you're dealing with people that um, all they want to do is destroy America and they'll use anything. Like you said earlier in your opening, in your monologue, every single minute it's some new complaint or some new grievance or some new nonsense. And guess what? When you add it up on the tally sheet, Rory, comes up to a big fat zero. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, look at everything. It, John, if we go back and look, if we go back and look in detail over the last, it's almost four years now, so three and a half years, everything they've complained about, they've, you know, the Democrats have said is, is true, like Russia, Ukraine, all this bullshit, it's ended up being false. They've lied to us all along on everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been one big fat L-I-E. It's lie after bad. lie after lie. It's, it's been, and listen, it, it's been distraction so that they can do what you're seeing on your television sets every night. They're destroying these Democrat-run cities, okay? And they're looting them and burning them and killing people and assaulting people and robbing people. Oh, they're just a ball of joy, Rory. Uh, yeah, and, and, and how, John, how the hell, how the hell can you hold a convention and pretend everything's just fine. Everything's just dandy. Everything's so perfect. And the main problem is is, is Donald Trump. I mean, these people are, are so they're they're on another universe. I mean, I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. I turn off the TV, and these people have nothing but constant, constant idiotic yeah. statements. I mean, it's like what? Yeah, I mean, here's a question. Yeah, I, I've got I've got a question here, and this this is for anybody that's listening. I don't care what political persuasion you're from; doesn't matter. You can be independent, Democrat, Republican, whatever. I just have one simple question for you. Tell me how it's possible for President Donald Trump to be guilty, orange man bad, with every single decision, every breath, every movement, every single thing he's done is bad, they say. Okay? And I'm here to tell you, at the American people, if you believe that, if you can look yourself in the mirror and accept that, you're a fool. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. I mean, it, it's out of control. And, and you know what? 
it, it, it's so much more than politics these days. It's about common sense. It's about humanity. It's about, you know, and really, I mean, it's these, anybody that still votes left, I'm sorry, but they have many screws loose. There is something really wrong. I, there's just no logic or there's, there's nothing that they can offer the American people that yeah. is constructive. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's real simple. It's, it's, look, I, I said this a lot. I've said this Victor the last mentality. few appearances Victor I've had. Mentality. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you what I think it is. Two things, victim mentality and entitlement. Yeah. Well, it, listen, that comes with the package, but here's the, Here's the big picture, and it doesn't matter. There's people out there that are listening that I'm sure that they don't believe in God, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is pure, utter evil, okay? This is Satan. Remember, I brought this up two other times on your show, and I'm going to say this now for the third time. Hopefully the third time is the charm, and hopefully people are listening. The Democratic Party... Banned God. They did it on national television at the 2012 DNC. Everyone saw it. If you didn't see it, you probably weren't watching. I watched it. I want to know what they're doing. Okay? Now, they banned God. And you tell me, America, who bans God? Step up and show me your stones and tell me that you have the authority to ban God, okay? So the discussion is over right there. Now, you see what they're they're doing in the streets, and entitlement is definitely a part of that, okay? So is race hustling. So is wanting to, you know, have China run the show here and take over our country. There's a lot of things at play. Some of these people want war, okay? Look, Biden's a puppet. Who do you think is going to run the show? You, you know, you mentioned earlier the numbers of the DNC. They're pathetic. You know why? Because it's just like NFL or the NBA or NASCAR or MLB or any of these idiot organizations like Amazon or Google. It doesn't matter. Any corporation that cut a check to BLM Without doing their research, you are part of the problem. You are helping to destroy America. And on top of that, all of these corporations and, and like the Big Ten Conference, different conferences in football came out and said how they support BLM. All you've done is go and announce to the world that you're supporting black racism. Okay? And racism, as we know, is under the category of evil. So yep. we all talked about back in the civil rights era how no one wanted uh, there to be discrimination and racism. Okay, fine. Fast forward to 2020. Until Barack Hussein Obama was elected, racism was going away. He brought it back. He set us back 50 years. He is a race beater, yep. just like his buddy you know, uh, Reverend Wright. And his buddy uh, Bill Ayers and his buddy Louis Farrakhan, they're race baiters. Al Sharpton, all of them, they are race baiters. If you look at the squad, race baiters. These people, the Democratic Party in its entirety, 
has gone so far to the left that they have bought into this racial discrimination, reverse racism. That's what they're doing. This is about this is about black power. This is about the Black Liberation Army. This is about thousand currents and money funneling into BLM. This is they're trying. If American people, you better wake up if you're not awake. Yes, that's all I got to say. And John, and John, I'll tell you this. You know, you you would think you would just think that the Democrats would be smarter. Let's just let's just face the facts. The, the intelligence intelligence doesn't really run in their DNA. They're not they're not the brightest light bulbs on earth. Um, you know, <laughs> that's in, right. In, in, fact, in fact, in fact, they're the complete opposite. I mean, they they are the they're like the they're like the average stupid person. Well, they're actually they're they're below they're they're below average in in stupidity. Uh, well, actually no. Wait, what, am I, what, what am I what am I trying to say? No, here the situation though with with their level. I mean, with, with how with how they they think and, and they they don't think with facts. They think with feelings. They the facts are irrelevant to them. They they don't even they don't even consider that. All they care about. Is is you know what 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 the handout's going to be? How other people are going right. to do stuff for them? How they're going to yeah. be you know whatever? I mean, put in boxes, you know, because all these politicians yeah. have all these influence. They don't want to go out there and live the American dream. They want to go out and hate America. They want to burn our flag. They want to kneel for our anthem. Uh, you know, if they're not happy, then go to another country. But the fact is, the fact is. They won't because they know how good they have it here, and they knew if they tried any crap over there, they would be hung in certain other countries, in third world countries. That's right. But, and, and, Joe, and and how? Why wouldn't the Democrats pick somebody else? I mean, I mean, Joe Biden has the worst track record. He's ran for president three times. He was responsible for the '94 crime bill, which locked up more blacks than ever before. And the Democrats count on the black vote to win elections. Let's face the facts here. Yep. And as of now, the last poll I read, Trump has over 30% of the black vote. Over 30%. Yeah. Uh, the close, the I think I think Trump had the record in 2016 for black votes with, as, as as far as a Republican. But compared to 2016, those numbers have tripled. Um, and Joe Biden yes. with the black Joe Biden with the black community is not popular. And Kamala Harris yeah. is not popular either. She was locking people up for marijuana. Yeah. That's not going to sit well with the minority communities. And, I mean, we look at all, all of these, I mean, all these other options, but they pick some of the two most unwanted, hated candidates. You have to wonder, are, are they doing this? I mean, why are they doing this? And, I mean, it scares me if they yeah. have some secret plan about voter yeah. fraud because nobody in their right mind that, that can think straight and think clearly and can, and can count to four is going to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say this back to my original point. Now I'll cover what you just said was I originally was talking about the percentages on how they had gone down. I think it was 48% the second night. Boom, boom. Look, bottom line is it's just like the NFL and all these other, you know, NBA, all these other, uh, you know, sports leagues that, uh, that came out for BLM. Here's what's going on. What's going on. They're losing the viewership because, People aren't they're, – they're not on board with their program, and they're not stupid, okay? So they're going to continue to lose viewership with their hate. Secondly, yep. it, it, back, back to the entitlement thing, it's this, what this is about is they want reparations, okay? 
Right. They want right. uh, they want the American taxpayer to basically pay them to sit on their ass and, they and do to, nothing. And, they uh, want to blame everybody else for their problems. And, what's that? Sorry again. Say again. They, and they and they want to blame everybody else for their problems. That's right. Yeah, every, it's everybody else's fault. It's uh, and now it's cool to say it's white man's fault. It's white women's fault. It's Asian man's fault. It's Italian man's fault. Yeah, it's all of our faults. We're uh, all we did was, uh, you know, what lose over three hundred thousand white soldiers, I think, in the Civil War. Uh, yeah, we we're, it, it's we're just so bad, you know. And we, so many of us, have fought, including me, uh, you know, as a military veteran uh, for my country to help them have have freedom. Um, and I've been rooting them on. I grew up with. I have friends now that are black that love me, that I love them. I, I've been, one of one of my buddies. I, I'm godfather to his. His daughter. I mean, look, there's no racism in my family. So I'm gonna tell you something right now. These people are out of their mind. The people that they're right. manipulating are idiots. Right. Okay, is it they, yep. they, they want they want reparations? And I'm gonna tell you something else. Uh, you know, on on top of all that, I, I, I gotta say this because it's important. All these athletes and uh, so-called movie stars and people that are coming out with their glitz and glamour to to dazzle you with their you know, a little speech and spiel about how the Democrats are just crystal clear and so sweet and so good. Let me just tell you right now, these people are lying to your face. Right. They are lying to your face. These people have made millions and millions of dollars under capitalism. And now now that they've made their money – now that they've made their money, now they want reparations. Now they want right. and he, socialism. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. And here, here, here's what's crazy, John. Is meanwhile they're trying to they want to defund the police, but they live in their little mansions with their bodyguards, and you know they got all they got all the safety in the world. They don't know what it's like to be an everyday citizen. They live in their little bubble. Their little imaginary, you know, fantasy land bubble, and you know, and it's an obsession. You know, they they talk about race every single election cycle. They can never give it up. Racism is not, I, in my opinion, to be honest with everybody, I don't think it's a problem in America. The only reason I think it it is a problem is because the media talks about it and wants you to believe that it is. But if you go walk down the street, you go into a restaurant, you go associate in public with with other people, you don't see that sort of shit. I mean, it's really, we look nope. at people as humans. And, and, that, and, that, and those are the facts. And we see all these white liberals who are trying to come out and trying to speak for black people and say how oppressed they are when they've never lived in the hood or done anything. I mean, these white people are so exactly. ignorant. And it's like they're controlling. It's like slavery. It's no different than the plantation days. Yeah, and, 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 and let's be clear. And John, last thing, John, last thing I want to say. When people say, and this is the comment I hate the most, black lives can't, all lives, oh, here it is, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. That is the most racist, hateful uh, statement I've ever heard. And I'll tell you something. <laughs> it, it delegitimizes. It delegitimizes every other race. It basically says you to every other race, a slap in the face, you're irrelevant, only black lives. And then you've got these jerk-offs going into neighborhoods saying, give us your property. For instance, in my hometown, right. in my hometown of Seattle, my hometown, hometown of Seattle the other night, they're going through the neighborhood at midnight with weapons 
with loud speakerphones yelling at neighbors. Sorry, the microphone fell. No, they're yelling at neighbors, screaming at the top of their lungs, saying, pay us our money. Pay us what you owe us. You know, this, this is getting yeah. out of hand ridiculous. And they're beating people yeah. up in the streets. I mean, the weapons, yeah. Antifa, you know, it doesn't end. Yeah, and, and by the way, I saw that. Okay, I saw both of those uh, both of those uh, stories, and I'm following them closely. And I, I let me just say this to you, okay? Because this is uh, because the Antifa folks are white people, right? And the BLM yeah. folks are mainly black people, but there are some white people filtered in. But mainly right. the Antifa side of this, because there's two sides of this coin: BLM and Antifa together, right? And yeah. the BLM side of this coin is mainly black. There are some white people built into that mix that are standing there, you know, and supporting them, and some of them even get involved with the violence as well. But then you have right. the Antifa group that comes up behind them. It's you saw, you saw the way that they did that guy in the white truck, right? You saw how oh, it was first terrible. it was, you know, it was awful. And, and a lot of people don't know, a lot of people don't know the whole story. Okay, there was a man that was that was dealt with first, then the transgender woman, then the third guy. That we, everybody saw the clip of of getting you know, kicked in the head, roundhouse, you know, knocked out right yeah. on the street. There, so there was three yeah. people involved in this encounter, and it went bam, bam, bam. Okay, so uh, the guy gets out of the white truck to help the transgender he or she, whatever it was, and, and, and uh, you know, uh, look what happens to him. So, look, people say, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to drive in the city. I'm going to stop my car if I take a left or a right and. I run into 100 people standing in my way. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if someone is going to try to get inside my vehicle, uh, I'm going to either try to get out of there as quick as I can, and if I can't, I'm going through them. And if somebody doesn't like that, I don't care. Tough. Because here's the deal. My life matters. Your life matters. Everybody's life matters. So I'm tired of this nonsense. I'm tired yep. of the lies. I'm tired of the, the way that the Democratic Party is trying to stigmatize people. Let me say this, finally. Yeah. Defunding police, okay? They want to defund the police, right? Yeah. Let me just throw this little, let me just throw this little <laughs> history to you. In World War II, in World War II, Adolf Hitler defunded the police. Okay? Now, you look at the television and you see all their tactics. You tell me if this isn't history repeating itself. And look who the Nazis were. They were socialists. It all, it all goes together. It all goes together, John. It really does. Yep. John, um, stay with us if you can. But, John, um, we got a lot to get into tonight. It's a fun show. Um, Tell everybody where they can connect with you, though. Uh, yes, uh, I'm on Twitter at John M. Stubbins. I am on uh, YouTube and Facebook under Indivisible with John Stubbins, which is my show. Uh, and uh, and obviously, like I said, we've got a lot coming out. We've got uh, uh, we've got Carter Page's documentary coming up. We've got interviews with Carter. Uh, as soon as this case is settled with. Uh, this idiot Sullivan, uh, obviously my friend Sidney Powell, and General Flynn, and we've got Reagan shooting next month. Uh, on top of that, uh, you know, I've got the show, 
got some exciting guests coming on, including Carter Page. And uh, it's, it's just, we're, I tell you, we're slammed, but we're going to be working up to the election. We've got uh, congressmen coming on from all over the country that are, or excuse me, not congressmen, but uh, congressional candidates that we, we'd like to help get elected that are conservative and that are uh, Trump supporters, and uh, uh, we'd like to get them elected. One thing I do want to announce and if you're in California, uh, in San Francisco on uh, August nope, the 30th. I'm in Arizona. Okay, but, but all your listeners, on August 30th yeah. in San Francisco, uh, yeah. I think it's noon. i, I got to look at the time, but uh, I, there's a huge flotilla in March across the Golden Gate Bridge of Trump supporters going to be happening there, led uh, by my friends, uh, Francine Canittle, uh, and her friend, her friend Jamie, and uh, and also the Walk Away Movement is going to be out there uh, August 30th in San Francisco. So it's going to be a huge Trump event, probably the biggest in the state. I love it, man. I'm excited. Well, you know, I, I would lo- maybe I'll try to get up there. You know, if it's on the Golden Gate Bridge, that's a once in a lifetime event. That's that, that sounds that sounds historic. Are you going to be there? I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I am. I'm full thread on Carter's documentary right now, and uh, I've got to go to Oklahoma uh, here soon uh, for Reagan. So I, I mean, I'm slammed. I wish I could go. Believe me, they want me to go, but I, I just cannot make it out there. And uh, uh, I've got other friends and patriots that are going to be there in my stead. But uh, yeah, I look. This is a fight. This is a battle, and we got to get up every day. Put your armor on for God. Before you step out of the bed, you're ready to rock and roll because these people aren't playing. They're trying to destroy the United States of America. Let that sink in. So true. It's so true. Uh, very well said, John. Uh, always love having you with us. Stay with us if you can. Uh, I want to welcome to the show, uh, I believe he's with us right now. Uh, we have uh, a very, very talented individual. Uh, he's doing a lot of big stuff. A founder of Freedom First Network, an American conservative movement. Uh, we have J.D. Rucker with us. And, by the way, I will be joining uh, J.D.'s network uh, very soon. Uh, I think we're, uh, we're to- we're, we still have to kind of set a date. But uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a really cool platform, and uh, they're taking it a long, long way. And uh, perfect timing, I'll say, because of election season. How are you, though, man? What's new? What's the 411? Welcome back. No, thanks for having me again, brother. Well, lots of good stuff, man. You mentioned Freedom First. The uh, having our first Freedom First conference on August 29th. Got some great speakers. We got uh, Juanita Broderick, um, Scott Bayo, Ned Ryan. We're talking to. I'll be talking to. Uh, well, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't tease who we don't have until they're confirmed. But we've got some pretty big names who are going to be a part of this. And it's really. This is the. This is the manga crowd. This is the team that's going to be be uh, helping not just President Trump, but up and down the ballot, trying to get Republicans um, elected because people always say, you know, this is the biggest election, biggest election. This year, 2020, this truly is the biggest election of our lifetimes, hands down, no doubt, bigger than 2016 by far. It absolutely is. It it is 100 percent. And, and, you know, tell everybody what you've been working on. You know, you you have a great network with – um, I, I've had him on my show before, Jeff Dornick. I know you're doing a lot of mm-hmm. activist stuff. I know you, you do shows. Tell everybody, though. Fill everybody in. 
Oh gosh, it's been crazy because yeah, you know, it's, you just had John John on. <laughs> I was on Indivisible with John Snubbins um, yesterday, I believe. We're very nice. Jeff and I are yeah, absolutely. Jeff and I are working on quite a bit. American conservative movement. That is, that's arguably the biggest one, but not yet. We have to focus on the election. And right now, our media, what we can do between the NOQ report, uh, knockreport.com, and Freedom First Network is going to have a greater influence on the election. Once that's done, American American conservative movement will ramp up and will focus on being essentially what a more organized version of what the Tea Party was. Not just going up against Democrats, but also trying to to get rid of the rhinos that are in government. Because it's one thing to vote, you know, ver, uh, Republican versus Democrat. Okay, so that's really important from now until November 3rd. But we also have to focus on making sure that we don't have bad Republicans in office because they can be I mean how many Mitt Romneys do we need to destroy the Senate? How many Lisa Murkowskis? Or, you know, I mean, the rhinos are just as dangerous to America as Democrats. And you could say, oh, well, you know, but the Democrats, they're further to the left and they're, they're more dangerous. Well, no, not necessarily. Don't forget, we would have had Obamacare. Obamacare would have been repealed and replaced with a Federalist variation of health care. It wouldn't have John been perfect. Came. If it wasn't for John Kane, we've got to get rid of the rhinos. And again, so that's the focus. Listen, today, <clears throat> I am not. I'm not going to. We, we need majorities in the House and the Senate. We need to take back the House. We need to expand our majority in the Senate. So t- today, look, I'm not going to 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 attack Republicans. But by golly, November fourth, we're going to go after the ones that aren't there supporting America, supporting President Trump, supporting a conservative agenda. So that's American conservative movement. But the main stuff right now, NOQReport.com and FreedomFirstNetwork.com. Can't wait to get you on the network. It's, it really is growing. We've got some humongous names coming on board, and it's going to, uh, it's going to expand the network, the, the network greatly. I'm, I'm really excited, and, uh, you know, I love everything you're doing. And, and, by the way, you have a huge fan base, so you're really getting the message across. You On Twitter, I think I read you have over 100,000 followers, man. That's that's quite something. That's that's very impressive. And you know, I want to I want to mention um, with, with what's going on with these rhinos. You know, you, you bring up a good point. I just we won't we won't go too much into it. But I've always said, you know, at least you know, ever since I became aware of what was really going on, that there needs to be more of a vetting process. I mean, there's too many people that get in there and they go against our party's morals and our ethics. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you vet these people to make sure that they're not on the inside like people like McCain. I mean, but obviously they get there, and then they can turn into that. I mean, that's always a possibility. They get caught, they get caught up with the wrong, wrong people. But, I mean, it's, just, it's a really complicated, confusing, and aggravating scenario, because it's, and it's betrayal. I mean, these people, the Mitt Romneys of the world, I mean, you, uh, there's no other way to describe that guy. He is the biggest piece of you-know-what, uh, and he's a bitter, bitter SOB just because he couldn't get into the presidency. You know, guys like that, guys like Kasich, and guys like uh, even, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham I'm not the biggest fan of. I mean, there's people in there, you know, that have these rhinos have had all the opportunities in the world. They controlled – they controlled the House and the Senate at one point, and they didn't do a damn thing. 
Oh, yeah. No, they didn't. And that's why, you know, you, you said you mentioned there should be a vetting process. That's what the American conservative movement wants to do. We did. And, and you saw the Tea Party did a very good job. It wasn't perfect. OK, they actually ended up getting some rhinos and you and but you, you noted why, because you can only do so much vetting. You can only listen to a person, see what they do, for example, at the state level. Let's say they're state legislators. Let's say they're their county uh, personnel. Let's say, you know, whatever you can do as much vetting as you can. And then you can listen to their rhetoric. Once they get to D.C., to several senators, the appeal of the D.C. Country Club okay, is so strong that it is very possible you can lose people. This is why we have to focus on not just their rhetoric, not just what they're saying during campaign seasons, not just what they're saying to their constituents, but what they're actually doing and what they're willing to stand up for, which is one, one of the reasons why our focus, once we get this thing rolling after, after the 2020 20, uh, 20 election, after November 3rd, we're going to be focusing on trying to find people who aren't necessarily politicians. I always thought that the best way to recruit true, you know, limited government people is to get people who haven't spent their entire lives in government. That's not to say that all lifetime politicians are bad. Okay, Most of them are. The ones we want are the people that have built a life, such as, oh, I don't know, President Trump, who built a life for decades before entering politics. You know, that's that type of mentality that living in the real world and then going to D.C., having success and then getting elected. Those are the type of people that we feel will be much more likely to keep their word because they haven't been jaded by the political process. They haven't learned the they haven't been by the swamp. You mentioned Lindsey Graham. OK, so Lindsey Graham, he's not a conservative. He is he is a Republican. But let's face it. I mean, Lindsey Graham is a deep state guy. He will be all on board for the Trump cam, the Trump agenda across the board just because you know, it behooves him to do so. He's a political chameleon, right? He will act conservative when he needs to. But the, men, the moment that there's a deep state concern, that's when he's all of a sudden, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah, you know what? We need to back off on that. Let's go ahead and cancel this hearing. Let's not, let's not dig too deep because, damn it, my name is all over all this stuff, okay? So – so it's not just about fighting conservative versus moderate or anything like that. We've got to find good people, people that haven't been, haven't been coerced or, or basically bought by deep staters, by, by the establishment, by the swamp. Yeah, you're, a, you're absolutely right. I agree 100%. And, and I'll tell you something. You know, we, we really need to close loopholes in, in D.C. because so many of these politicians have – have too much power, too much access, too much capabilities of what they can do. I mean, I mean, these, it's unlimited. I mean, these people go in there and they come out rich, um, you know, and that, that's not what the job's about. You know, it's about w- working for we the people, you know, and let, let, let's face the facts. And, you know, we're seeing a perfect example uh, of who these politicians really are. I mean, look at how Trump has exposed them and their character and all their secrets that they've been hiding from us for so many years. And you know what? He's going to keep, he's going to keep draining, uh, you know, the swamp and he's going to keep uh, putting the truth out there. And I'll tell you, it's this whole DNC convention. And you've been covering media for a long time. What's your overall assessment? I mean, these people are basically giving themselves away as criminals. I mean, people aren't the majority aren't interested anymore i mean these people play the same old tactics every single election cycle this is the first convention ever 
where the goal was not to be seen. In other words, they're not. <clears throat> they have to have it for the base. They have to have it for the donors. But they don't want average everyday voters to watch this. This is insane. This has never happened in the history of our nation. Ever since television became a thing, okay, ever since, since conventions became more than just something that you had to read about in a newspaper, television, once conferences became, conventions became televised, the goal was to get as many eyeballs on it as possible. Not this time. This time they're literally not. They don't want people to watch. And that's insane because they're, they literally, the only way that they believe they can win is if people know as little about their policies, their agenda, and their candidates as possible. In, in a world where the internet rules, where we have information at our fingertips, where we have on-demand everything, their ratings should be uh, tr double of what they were in 2016. You noted their ratings have dropped dramatically, and that is by design, brother. That's the scary part. That is by design. This is a convention that they put on because they have to. They got the help of Hollywood. This is an infomercial for big donors, small donors, and the people that are already locked in. The last per person they want to ever watch this convention is somebody who is, who is uh, in the middle, who is undecided, somebody who's, who could go in either direction because that person isn't going to like what they hear. They had to make a choice. They had to make a choice between do we appease our base and our donors or do we try to shoot for the, the moderates? Do we try to shoot for the middle? Okay, they, they had to make a choice between the two because the, the message that they give to one or the other is completely different. That tells you the state of the Democratic Party versus what we're going to see next week. What we're going to see with the, with the Republican convention is a true unity convention, one that where they try to, they're going to do their best to put out an honest message of what they are, what they want to do, and what the next four years needs to look like, right? That, that is a single message. That's a message to the far right, the middle. It's a message to the big donors and the undecided voters. They're going to come out, and so they're going to push to have the biggest convention possible. The Democrats have been kind of like, yeah, 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 we got our convention. Okay, you know, did you hear about this? Great. You know, catch, catch these sound bites the mainstream media puts out for us because we don't really want you to see everything else going on. We don't want you to see the radical extremist from Oklahoma who said that she, she believes the future of the Democratic Party is to abolish capitalism. Really? Is that message going to, to, to resonate with the you know, middle-class business owner or, or employee who's, who's, who's doing great prior to the coronavirus? Is it, do they really think that the message of abolishing capitalism is going to endear people who have perhaps come from, from socialist nations, who escape socialist nations? No. They know that it won't. That's why, that's why there's such a drop. If they wanted to, they have enough money. They could have sunk a lot of money into advertising this thing. They didn't because they just don't want the average voter to know. And by golly, they definitely don't want the average voter to see Joe Biden not in front of a teleprompter, not in a very scripted with multiple takes scenario. They don't want him to be ever seen live because if he does, everybody will know. They know it. They already know the guy's lost it. They already know that he's got dementia. They don't want the <laughs> American people to know that, and they don't want people to see Kamala Harris because, I mean, I said during the, during the debate, I really – when she came in, when she announced, I thought, man, she's got a really good chance. I put her on my list as far as third, third to the top, and I think at one point she was 
after the first debate, I thought that she was the second most likely to get the nomination because of her attack on Joe Biden. But then I realized two things. Number one, she is a terrible campaign manager. She, she was managing her campaign. She and her entire campaign were just, just very poorly run. But number two, she's not likable, okay? I mean, right. she just – she doesn't have a personality that people are like, oh, wow, that's, that's likable. I thought Hillary Clinton was unlike – okay, I really – I thought Hillary Clinton, wow, this, you know, this person just doesn't have the appeal of her husband. Her husband was very likable, okay? Before all of this stuff came out about Bill Clinton, charming. he was a likable guy, charming, funny. You know, Barack Obama, extremely likable, tons of charisma. George, George W. Bush, people – I mean, he was adorable, okay? To your average voter, the guy was, was – was uh was pretty you know pretty fun loving he's the type of guy yeah I'd love to have a beer with him, okay Hillary Clinton totally unlikable Kamala Harris I mean I would please get me <clears throat> get me a, a book to read while she's talking because I can't listen to the woman she really is just that unlikable as a person so they're going to limit exposure of their ticket as much as possible and hope that people will just vote on orange man. Yeah, and you know that—that's their only narrative—is orange man bad. They have no policy. They have no legislation in place. The only thing they have to offer is stuff to third-class citizens, or you know, free, free, free. Well, it's not free. You know, other taxpayer dollars. Um, you know, they, they want to—they want to enable the lazy uh, individuals in our country. They don't—they don't, they don't want to go off of any of the signature values or principles that our country was was built upon i mean these people want to take us into communism into venezuela type territory i mean that that's really what they want and you know i'll tell you something these debates i mean how do you how do you foresee that i mean are are we gonna you know since this is the new age of tech are we gonna be doing this virtual i mean i i hope not i mean i would hope that Trump and Biden get up there on the stage, and if there's any excuses, it'll be coming from the Democrats because they know that Trump is going to rip him apart in about two seconds. Joe will be finishing his first sentence, and Trump will be already <laughs> answering, you know, multiple questions. I mean, if Joe Biden and, you know, Trump's personality is hilarious. He'll be like, come on, Joe, we don't have all day. Hurry up, Joe. Come on, finish, finish, Joe. Come on. I mean, this is this is going to be hilarious. What do you think, though? Do you think that we're at, that we're actually going to see a live debate? It'll all depend upon. We we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what stage Joe Biden is in. I will tell you this: judging from the clips that they are releasing, okay, these are pre-recorded clips during the DNC. The fact that they're releasing clips that show at least a little bit of of uh, cognitive decline that is truly terrifying because that means wow. They probably took 10, 10 takes before he got too tired to walk over and, and do this. And of those 10 takes, they thought this was the best one. This is terrible. And so a lot of it will depend upon – this is all about hiding, hiding the facts about, about Joe Biden's mental state, right? If they believe that they can um, come up with a way to uh, get him digitally uh, you know, in front of a camera opposite of President Trump who's, who's in a different room, different state – um, you know, alone to where they can somehow get the get the answers scripted quickly enough. Maybe bribe the the moderators or uh, moderators because they'll be CNN or whoever ask them for the questions ahead of time, so they can get it up on a teleprompter and he can he can be prepared to answer them. If they can get all that situated logistically and not run the risk of being caught, then they will go forward. If not, 
if they do have these live debate, debates, either they've found some kind of, I don't know, B-pollen or something that will keep them going. You know, they'll, they'll set some rule that says basically no more than 15-minute bursts or something to that effect. And that's the only way they would ever even possibly consider doing live debates. My guess is that there won't be debates. I know they say they will be. They've, they've committed, but they're going to come up with some reason, some excuse at the last minute to say, look, we will not debate a man who has not re- released the last four decades of tax returns. Okay, we're not going to uh, do it. We will not. Don't worry. You know, we won't. We won't even give him a uh, a um, the credibility of being able to debate this great and honorable and totally not dementia laden mind of Joe Biden. So that's my prediction. And doesn't that? And doesn't JD? How can they get away with that? I mean, for for as long as we can remember, for forever, for the entire history of our political system, you know, has been defined, uh, you know, in terms of president, presidential elections in a lot of ways by debate. People want to see mm-hmm. debates. I mean, I don't know how you, how Joe Biden can avoid this. I mean, he's, he's the Democratic nominee. He's got to face the music. Well, <clears throat> this is about spin. They do have mainstream media on their side. And so, you know, they have, they have two options here. You know, either try their best to get away with it, using mainstream media as cover, using everything they can to try to distract people, or they put them on stage and they lose. Okay, those are, I mean, let me ask you this. Put yourself in their shoes. Let's say that you, let's say you're at the <laughs> DNC. You, you're, you're responsible for getting Joe Biden elected, and you have a choice. Either get him up there to start talking about how, you know, the kids were, would rub on his legs in, in, in school or in the pool or he's, he went and beat up Corn Pop, and all of a sudden he doesn't remember which one is Corn his sister Pop. and which one is his – who's his sister and who's his wife. And he starts saying, hey, man, I'm running for senator. You know, This is great. If you don't like, like me, then vote for the other guy. I mean the, the list of things that he Come could on, possibly man. say. Come on, man. What are you, a Come junkie? Come on, That's man. Like are you a junkie? <laughs> I know. I mean the guy – look, you, those are your choices. You either – and you lose. Or you try to pull a fast one and hope that you win. I, that's why I, I believe. Uh, now, again, you know, there have been – we know that Hillary Clinton was drugged up during the last three months of the campaign. I mean, totally. She, she was taking some sort of, uh, like I said, bee pollen or LSD or something to try to just keep her afloat. They do this. And they, keep yeah. in mind, they also do this with the president. They did this with Reagan. Okay, They, did, they, they tried to yeah. – anytime Reagan would appear in public, they had to, they had to get, him, get him injected. Okay, they've done this. They've done this for really for the last sixty years um, to try to maintain the perception of the the office of the presidency. When they get somebody who's too old, they do this. Well, they've done it. They did it with Hillary Clinton. They're doing it now with Joe Biden. They may, if they can get thirty lucid minutes out of him at a time, they're going to. They may take a shot at it. But this is the type of thing where it's artificial, you know. So we as American citizens need to continue to get the word out, to spread the message. Of what's and and I've, I've told you mentioned Jeff Dorning before. We've had this debate before, and we both came to the agreement yeah. that as much as I yeah. like talking about how bad his mind is right now, Joe Biden's mind, it's his policies that we need to focus on. You know, even if right. he was completely lucid, if this was Joe Biden circa 2008, and he had these policies, he is still an existential threat to the United States of America, right. and we need to treat him as such. So let's not yeah. just focus on Joe Biden's an idiot. Let's focus on. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party want to destroy America, want to usher in this neo-Marxist 
revolution that they don't really quite abide by, but if that's going to get them power, they'll do it for now, and then they'll try to hit the brakes. They don't know what they've got. Okay, they are lost as a party. They really are. They really have no idea what they're supposed to do. All they know is their instinct goes back to get power any way possible, and that's what they're, that's what they're, they're uh, defaulting to right now. So true. It's so true. J.D., I love having you with us. Uh, stay with us if you can. Uh, got got a uh, really fun show tonight. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, though, and connect with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Twitter, at J.D. Rucker. That's where I'm at most, most parts of the day. Uh, NOQReport.com, NOCReport.com, AmericanConservativeMovement.com, or FreedomFirstNetwork.com, where we will soon have the Rory Sauter Show. Brother, God bless you. Thank you so much. I love it, man. I love it. Always great having you on. Uh, thank you. And, um, man, I, I'm looking forward to this, uh, this election season. It's going to be fun, and we've got we to gotta fight like hell. Yep. All righty, man. God bless. Um, I want to introduce to the show best-selling author. Um, he wrote a book with, actually, Governor Huckabee. Um, Steve, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, Feasel. Is it Feasel? You got it right, yes. Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Welcome to the Rory Stoddard Show, your first time on. Um, obviously, yeah, you've had quite the, quite the career. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I was um, uh, actually an ordained minister and um, pastored for 18 years and then also worked at a Christian college. But I also worked in the welfare department in the state of Indiana in the job program where I got an up-close seat where I could see a front-row seat. I tell people where I could see how government doesn't work. And so I got to see how the bureaucracy choked a lot of things off and everything like that. So that's what got me interested in the whole political side of things. And so uh, Listening to Rush and Hannity, I got the idea. I like to put my voice in this arena, so I started uh, writing, and I wrote one book, and I said, you know, nobody knows who Steve Fiesel is, so i got to get an author who can uh, help me get some traction. So I contacted uh, Dr. Carol Swain, who's on um, Fox News a lot, and she used to teach political science and law at Vanderbilt. And she came on board with me, and we co-authored the book, Abduction, How Liberalism Feels Our Children's Hearts and Minds. And that worked well, so then I wrote this other one, and I thought, see, the the most perfect person that would be for this book as a co-author would be Mike Huckabee, and I contacted him by email, and uh, amazing, he said, you know, I'm very interested in this, and we met in Nashville and had a little discussion, and he said, hey, I'm on board, and uh, the book is going to come out September 1st. It already can be pre-ordered on Amazon right now. It's entitled, The Three C's That Made America Great, Christianity, Capitalism, and the Constitution. Probably one of the greatest book titles I've ever heard. I love it. I love it. I love it. The Three C's. It's so well said. And I've always I've talked about how we need in office, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the only people that should be elected are people that have Christianity, you know, beliefs. And because and, and, that, that's really what the founding fathers founded Western civilization in America on. I mean, it really is. It's same with capitalism, same with the Constitution. Those are the three most important C's. So this book, 
I mean, I can only imagine how fantastic uh, it's going to be. I mean, it sounds like you're really uh, you put a lot of a lot of time and uh, effort into this. Well, it's, to me, that's the three foundational stones that our country is built on. And yeah. we, it, there's ten chapters, and the last chapter is called corruption because it's amazing that of these three C's, the liberal left has in their crosshairs to destroy yeah. these stones. Look at all that's been done on this whole myth and bogus concept of separation of church and state because they're saying if indeed – there was supposed to be separation of church and state based upon the Constitution, which is really not true, but based upon – then the guys who wrote the Constitution had to blatantly violate it as, uh, on from day one because they had the Bible in the school. They had the uh, New England Primer in the school, which was a Christian catechism. They had all kinds of states uh, quotes about it. You had uh, John Adams saying that the Constitution is only works for a moral religious people, and if that goes away, then you know it's it's not really going to work that well for us. And here we had the liberal and the left trying to say you got to expel God from school, you've got to chase Christianity from the public square, because uh, they know that if you're going to take over this country. With a liberal left concept toward socialism and a little closer step toward communism, you got to get rid of the church influence in America. So that's the first part of the book right there. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. You know, what we really need is we need to put God back in our schools. We need to put prayer. We need to, you know what I think? I think mandatory, everybody should think it would be for their well, for their for their own well-being, for, the, for just so they could be a more positive member to society, you know, that they, they, they could actually utilize their talent and really understand and, and really get a, a feel for what this country has had to endure for, you know, to get to where we are. I mean, we, you know, we, our troops, our soldiers, our military, our, our founding fathers fought like hell, you know, and, and, and you know you go back to capitalism. That that's that's the best part of America. You get to make you get to come here, create a business, you know, make your money, you know, or you know, obviously that's for people that come here, you know, from a foreign country. But if you're born here, you're born in the greatest country in the world. You have the greatest opportunity to give, greatest gift that anybody could ever be given. You know, why would you want socialism? You know, it's funny because the people that want socialism are the people that. Uh, you know, want what they can't have. You know, they, they don't want to work for it. They don't want to put in the hours. They, they want everything handed to them. You know, they, they don't. They don't know what the American dream entails. They don't. They don't. They're, they're just. They're so entitled. They're so stuck in their own little world, and they're so brainwashed by people telling them, politicians, especially on the left, that they deserve all this, whether it's free health care, whatever. I mean, it's really. It's really a, a sad. Uh, situation, and we're seeing it in how indoctrination is a huge thing in colleges with, uh, you know, how it's turned into socialist utopias. I mean, the, 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 what they're pushing, you know, third world ideology. I mean, it's really sad where we've come. Yeah, the, uh, the thing we bring up in that capitalism concept is people got on boats. They came here for religious freedom, but some of them came here because in the old country – 
you had nobility. They owned the land. They were friends of the king, and you were a peasant. And if you were born a peasant, uh, your sons and daughters were going to be peasants. Nobody had a chance to really move up. If you wanted wealth, you had to have land, and the place that had the land was America. So people came here and took the risk because they have the land. Now, what gets me about today's Democratic Party, who call themselves progressives, they want to take you back to the socialism, back to the uh, peasanthood, and they call that progressive? And here's here's what's crazy is that I wish I wish the the the, na- the naysayers the, the the ones the people that hate on capitalism I wish they really got a history book out I wish they really you know read more about finances because capitalism America wouldn't be as powerful as it is the reason America is so powerful and successful is because of capitalism it's because of that luxury it's because we have that opportunity and it creates all this other opportunity for so many others you know. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's a cycle that that keeps moving for the greater good. I mean, you see all these huge companies that employ millions of people. You see all these people that start their own businesses, and you know, I mean, it, it just it, it it really is the the best uh, you know thing about about our economic system by far. And the fact that anybody wants to delegitimize that is, is disgust. It's disgusting. Yeah, the uh, the key things about capitalism are innovation and competition. And what that does, that gives us a high standard of living because competition keeps the prices down. And if you go into socialism, you're going to have the government becoming the uh, – can you imagine the government being the monopoly in healthcare? Or what incentive Touch. are you going to have to invent new things Cattle health-wise? Cattle Southwest they- Airlines. I mean, oh, yeah. The, 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 that. Can you imagine the government being in charge of health insurance? I mean, it would be like the DMV. It would be like worse. I mean, people would be waiting years. I mean, we look at how bad the VA was. We look at how bad and in debt Medicare is. I mean, how the hell are, are we going to afford and just it's, – it's, 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 it's so irrational. I can't even fathom how they can spew this to their supporters. I read the bill. I think it was – what was it in the high trillions or something? I mean, these people want to put us more in debt than, and they, and they want to tax the rich, but that doesn't work. It never has because the rich find loopholes. They're smart, and if you try to go after them, they're just going to keep finding more and more ways. And by the way, by the way, I'm sick of people hating on the rich because if it wasn't for the rich, all these millions of people would not have jobs. They wouldn't. All these, you know, I mean, it, it's so true. It's, it's just it's insane man how how we are dealing with and, and let's face it socialism socialism is they've pushed this whole narrative the left about equality every they're they're trying to say everybody's the same no they're not i'm not michael jordan i'm not kobe bryant i'm not you know i don't i have certain talents i have certain gifts just like anybody else but we are not all equal, and that's one of the biggest problems uh, in terms of talking points that I think is going on right now. Sorry, though. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that I think the liberal left wants us to think that there's people out there that are poor because there's just tons of exploitation going on. But you know what? A lot of people get poor because they make the wrong decisions themselves. They quit high school, child out of wedlock. They get involved in crime. I have never told anybody to do any of those three things but those are the three things that can lead you to poverty in a hurry 
And so, you know, you have to just realize that sometimes poverty is not the result of bad fortunes that just befall you. In some cases, that can be, but there are a number of cases. Some people are poor because they just made the wrong decision. When you make the wrong decision, I mean, my son, all he did was get high school. He's making $52,000 a year working in a diaper factory. And all he had is high school. There's other people that could have had that same thing, but they either quit high school or when they get a job, they don't show up. And then they get into poverty, not because somebody's oppressing them, but because of their own decisions. Yeah, it's true. It's it's so true. It's so true. And you know what? A lot of it, like you said, I mean, it's mindset. I mean, if somebody wants to make good decisions, if somebody wants to change their life, they can. You know, I've seen some remarkable stories. I mean, there there are people out there, you know, that that people that you wouldn't believe. I mean, you know, it's all about finding your way, and America is the place to do it because I'll tell you, it's filled with unlimited opportunity. The part of our book we have when we talk about the Constitution that was a real learning situation for me because. I did not realize that how close America came to not be in America after we won the Revolutionary War because uh, the Articles of Confederation wasn't getting the job done, and so they put together this constitution, and the whole purpose of the constitution was to constrain government. To They kept saying – I mean Madison said – uh, the powers of the federal government are supposed to be few, and that most of the other powers lie with the state. Basically, the federal government is supposed to have the the national defense, and they're supposed to be able to negotiate treaties and uh, trade deals, and they're supposed to provide for the tranquility among the states and facilitate their commerce. That was it. But this whole idea – of giving out food stamps and Social Security of the federal government getting in the retirement business and getting into the health care business. The Constitution, basically all of that stuff is unconstitutional because that they weren't given those powers in the Constitution. Now, if the states want to do that, they can. You know, And a lot of people say, well, there was separation of church and state. Did you know that in 1833, which is about almost some 40 years after the Constitution was ratified, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, still had a state church. Why didn't they have that disallowed right when the Constitution was given? Because only the federal government was prevented from having an official church. The states were allowed to have it if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and you know, we're talking, I mean, look at how what we're dealing with right now, how it goes against the Constitution. I mean, they're making us wear masks, you know, that goes against the Constitution, closing down churches, closing down all these different areas of, of you know, it's just crazy. But they can allow all these people to riot, loot, go crazy. Uh, it, it just it's really a backwards uh, ideology uh, in our country right now. Yeah, and then we have, you know, the whole Biden type thing. You know, as you were talking about with the the other person, he's the only person I know who can count to five and get four numbers wrong. I mean, that's just uh, Job. basically how how bad it is. Remember, you know. remember he, <laughs> I remember when he said three letter word jobs. No, Joe, that's a four letter <laughs> word. He said that in two thousand eight when he was talking about 
Barack Obama's presidency. The guy can't, can't even count to four. I mean, this guy is a joke. I've never seen a weaker candidate in my life. I know, but you know, you know the, the one thing that scares me, if somebody says, how do you feel about the election? I said, if we had a level playing field and it's our ideas against their ideas, it's our policies against their policies, I have no problem. We win going away. But the thing you don't know is do we really have the ears? I mean, they've owned the schools and they've owned the colleges, and the more people we have that get older – and die off, are they being replaced by the minds full of mush that have come out of schools that they've had control of? And do they actually have more ears than what we have that are getting to it? And uh, Governor and I, when we wrote the book, we said, you know, conservative books are written and they're preaching to the choir. And I said, we're preaching to the choir because some of the choir is singing off key. And what we're telling the evangelical people out there is, there's about 40% of you who didn't show up to the polls when Trump ran the first time, and half of you weren't even registered. So we're, we wrote the book to say, hey, religious people, this is your heritage. Get motivated. Go back to your churches. Take some voting registration forms. Get people registered at church and have them send it in. Then help them get out there to the polls because if we would get our side out to the polls, we don't lose the election. Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. It's so true. And you know, th- this election is—it's absolutely uh, the most important of our lifetime. And you know, I, I, before before I let you go, I want—I wanted to ask you something. You know, you spent a lot of times being a lot of time being a college professor, and you know, you you. Uh, have been involved in the education system and it's extremely toxic. I mean, the indoctrination, the, you know, 90% of universities in this country are liberal leftist uh, communists. You know, I, I don't know if the question is how do we fix it? It seems like it's already broken, but I, I guess like your thoughts, I mean, your overall assessment, I mean, it probably really disgusts you. And I, and I saw that you, uh, uh, taught at uh, ASU, which is pretty pretty liberal. I mean, I'm I'm over well, here. I, uh, I, I actually went to ASU. I I taught at Indiana, but I I uh, I got my MBA at at ASU. Okay, but but just just like your experience, I mean, with your overall assessment. You know, this, it's a real problem because they're getting out of college and they're believing all this socialist garbage. I mean, it's it's an epi- it's it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, then, and that's why the title of my first book with uh, Dr. Carol Swain, who actually taught at Vanderbilt, and she was really in the midst of that, was Abduction, How Liberalism Steals Their Children's Hearts and Mind. And we have a chapter in there that is entitled um, Higher Learning and Lower Values, where it just describes the whole failure of the college-level type deal. I mean, people couldn't believe that there are some schools that actually have sex weeks and they bring porn stars in to uh, come and to uh, lecture to the kids. And some of the other atrocious things that we brought up and documented in there. How do you fight it? Uh, John Ellis said that that the schools are uh, the poison to the culture. And I was thinking, well, the only way we can change it is basically we need to ground our young people in the homes and in the churches, 
before we send them in there. And thing of it is, if you can send them to a place like Hillsdale or Grove City or uh, Liberty or some of these other schools, uh, you're better off doing that. But I've had people come to me who said, I homeschooled my kid and I sent him off to just the the junior college, the community college, because it was more reasonable. And after the first semester, they came back and said they're confirmed atheists and a liberal from that standpoint. So basically, I think if you've got that child, and that's another thing too, reason I write these books and write them to the the Christian, like I say, some of the some of our people are singing off key. We got people yep. in the Christian churches that aren't aware of the fact that we're losing our kids because we're not putting the right values and education into them. And you can't just let the church do it in one or two hours a week. Mom and dad, you've got to be on there. Mom and dad, you've got to find out what is your local school being uh, teaching your kids, and you've got to stand up against it. You've got to fight it. You've got to be doing something at home. And the governor even actually has some children-type stuff uh, right. that's out that he, he he's made to help in, in this area. And, of course, Rush Limbaugh with his books has, have been good too. But I say the battle yeah. is, you got to win those kids when they're in elementary school because if you're waiting till they graduate and you're going to try to do something when they go to college, they're already gone by then. So true. So true. Very well said. Uh, Steve, I want to get you back here more often. I love talking to you, man. Um, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get your books, all that good stuff. Yeah, the the book, um, Three C's That Made America Great, uh, Christianity – Capitalism and the Constitution. It's it's available right now to be ordered on Amazon. If you just type that title into Amazon or type Huckabee's name or type Huckabee and my name, Feazel is spelled F like in football, E-A-Z-E-L. My website is visionword.com, and on there you can click onto a thing called Creative Power Pages, People can actually purchase and get downloaded, and one of them is entitled One Nation Under God, where it is just a whole description of the whole foundation, Christian foundation that uh, was laid for our nation. I said if America was born, Christianity was its mother. True. Very well said. Uh, thank you, my friend. I, uh, I really love having you on, and uh, let's, let's get you back here in the next couple of weeks. Okay, thanks a lot. And I'll be on Huckabee's show the 29th of August. Perfect. Awesome. I'll, I'll take a listen. So August 29th, what time? Uh, 8 o'clock, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and then it's also uh, rebroadcast uh, the next night on Newsmax. Excellent. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Two big channels. Um, we will talk to you very soon, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Um, I want to introduce the show, um, and I'm getting to everybody, I promise. We still have a lot of time left. Um, I'm getting Right now we have congressional nominee from Florida. He just won his election last night, Greg Musselwhite. Greg, how are you? Greg, are you with us? I don't think we have Greg. Oh. Greg, I'm- is that you? Greg, no, no, no. This is Jason. This is Jason, Rory. Okay, give me, give me one second. Hold on one second. I'm trying to hold on one second. Hey, now Roy. This is Greg. 
Hey, Greg. How are you, Greg? Greg, congratulations oh, on your victory. Oh, pretty good. Excited, excited to be here tonight. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, man. You fought, fought a hell of a race in Florida, and uh, you prevailed. And you did extremely well. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so proud of you, man. And uh, looks like you have a really good chance come November. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, all of our supporters and followers, volunteers, uh, they did a really good job getting out door to door. It's been a real grassroots movement. Uh, you know, not many people give you much of a chance when you're in a D plus 31 district. Uh, you know, Democrats outnumber us by a lot. So, you know, there there hasn't been much interest until now because we were successful in reaching some people, and we're just excited to get on with the real show now. Absolutely. And, t- and tell, tell everybody uh, the current person in there, uh, Pelosi Puppet. Uh, yeah, you might say that. Let's say that it's the author of the unfair rules for impeachment, which is ironic considering he was an impeached federal judge himself and removed from the bench, Mr. Congressman Alcee Hastings, a 14-term incumbent, Democrat extraordinaire. Wow. No, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. And, you know, it, it makes you wonder, right, Greg, how the hell do these people – Stay in there for so long when people know how corrupt and and how you know just how twisted these these individuals are. I mean, this guy already has a a, a troubled past. Well, I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that it's uh, lack of education. I'm going to blame the school system. Uh, it it just seems that they turn a blind eye. Um, you know, we chose this race for the contrast between the decision-making and integrity or lack thereof of Mr. Hastings compared to myself being, you know, I work as an inspector on nuclear power plants. And if, you know, if the federal government trusts me not to have you glow in the dark, uh, I think that, you know, that, that says a lot about my decision-making ability and uh, honesty and integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, here, here's something I want to I want to ask you in terms of what your district is facing, the most important important pivotal issues. Explain that to the audience. If you had to name t- the top three, all right, uh, they all kind of tie together. But the top three, and you've got to start with a base of education. Our schools have been neglected for so long, and a lot of the schools in South Florida. When ranked out of 10, you know, you see a lot of twos and threes in there, uh, some even less. So the neglect of the district has trickled down to education. Now, with that, our students and young people don't have the tools necessary to compete in the real world for jobs, and and it's becoming to be a world market, let alone national or, or even at the state level. So as we retrain and bring in, say, vocational to the schools, uh, trade schools, and job training to help rebuild the economy. Everyone knows, you know, COVID has hit a lot of areas hard, but South Florida being predominantly a tourism industry with services, dining, entertainment, lodging, it has really hit them a lot harder than a lot of other places. The secondary 
part of our economy being agriculture was also very hard to hit. So as we train a new workforce and try to entice those jobs, such as in the medical field with new, they're wanting to bring drugs back to the country, uh, not rely on China so much for that, that we hope to bring those jobs, uh, the financial sector is starting to come back. Manufacturing and other jobs pay more than service-related minimum wage jobs. So when you tie all that together, these better jobs usually come with benefits, which comes back to not universal health care, but good private insurance benefits and, and wrap all that up. And at that point, we can bring back South Florida to some semblance of its former glory because over the last 20 years or so, it's been in steady decline. Absolutely. No, those all sound, those all sound really good. You know, really valid things that need to be uh, addressed in and definitely taken care of. Now, let me ask you this. How is the Corona thing down there? Because I know Florida for a long time, you know, and we obviously, we know for a fact, obviously, that the media skews the numbers, they manipulate the numbers. Mm-hmm. But according to the media, according to stats, Florida was one of the you know hardest uh, hit er- hit areas, um, you know, in in this cycle. So g- give us kind of an update on that. Well, as you know, there have been discoveries of overreporting COVID, underreporting other issues, uh, even to include. Death. I mean, there was reported of a motorcycle accident that was reported as a COVID death. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to totally assess the situation when you have such dishonesty in the reporting. Uh, being an inspector, I rely on cold, hard facts, uh, not from a perspective, not tweaked, but actual facts. And the facts are that being here, I only have met one person when we were out door-to-door that actually had COVID. Uh, And he said he was treated uh, with a derivative of uh, hydrochloroquine and recovered very quickly. So I I don't know that it is as big an issue as the media has presented it and certainly not justified in having everyone locked down. Um, we need to get back to business and let these kids go to school and and get on with our lives. This this farce has went on far too long. Uh, university studies uh, have have shown that these mandated masks only improve your chances of not catching the virus by about two percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you're you're absolutely right, and you know. It's it's it. We've we've gone through so much worse things in our society, in time, in life, and we never shut down the damn economy. I mean, it's just absolutely over the top partisan bullshit. Excuse my French, but that's really what's going yeah. on here. And people people ask me, oh, when, when do I think this is going to end? Uh, it's not going to end until after the election. It's plain and simple. I mean, come on. This is not going away. I mean, it's 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 really, you know, I know it's real. I know it's real, but it's so exaggerated. It's so overblown. Oh, my God. I the, mean, it's, the, it's like the when do we draw the line? Test, 
Yes, sir. The more that they test, the more that they're finding out that the original thing that President Trump said is yes. actually true, and that is it's it's comparable to the flu. There, you can't hack it any other way. You can divide it in however many small pieces, dissect it, examine it. That's just the cold hard truth. Is that we don't yeah. shut down the country for the the thousands of deaths for flu or pneumonia every year, but yet for and and which don't get me wrong, any deaths from any disease that if it could be prevented, it's 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 really sad, uh, especially what happened in the northern part of the country where they really didn't protect our vulnerable with all of the nursing homes and, and elderly, which Governor DeSantis did a much better job doing that, and that has been directly reflected in Florida's lower mortality rate. So it's, it's not about the virus as much as it is about the decisions made by people in power to help protect the vulnerable because they're showing kids aren't infected as much. Healthy adults are not affected that much. So we, we need to make smart decisions, protect the vulnerable, and get on with our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, w- I want to shift topics a little bit. You know, you're a business owner. Um, your thoughts on the whole, you know, the Goodyear tires, obviously a huge headline in the news today. Um, there's, they wanted to ban mega hats. They wanted to enable Black Lives Matter. They wanted to ban anything with Blue Lives Matter. I mean, they're treating their brand like communism, and we've seen this from so many different companies. And it's like, what a slap in the face to to our to our signature values and our principles and and our ethics. I mean, these people, uh, there's no voice of reason. I mean, these people are so radical, and they it's like they're they're, they're purposely dividing and, and pushing away customers you know people are going to get pissed off by this yeah well not to not to correct you too much but not a business owner i actually work hourly like everybody else uh being an inspector and a, a welder by trade i'm just your average blue collar worker uh just like most of the country uh but i do agree with you that in business uh as a worker for a company you expect it to be equally enforced as far as if if you're going to allow that black lives matter t-shirt you're going to have to allow the maga hat you you can't choose that narrative and expect the people to be happy with it now as a customer uh you certainly can't be happy about when you go into a place of business and they're uh presenting the faction that that you don't necessarily agree with their politics or uh, their their stance on things, you have the right to take your business somewhere else. So my my opinion in in business, because the country is so divided, you instantly alienate fifty percent of your customer base. Why would any sane business want to do that? Is keep politics out of business if you don't want to suffer the repercussions? Yeah, I've always I've said the same thing about sports. I've said the same thing about all of it, you know. In terms of politics, I mean, it's a sensitive subject. It's just like religion. Keep it separate, you know. People need to yep. keep it, uh, you know, it, 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 it just doesn't mix. I mean, and those are the facts. Uh, well, Greg, well uh, go, get, going, going a step further, what? just with the sport, yeah. 
people want that diversion. Real quick. They don't want it. They want to yeah. get away from the politics. So, so that's even worse than in business is is entertainment, oh, it is. be it sports, singing. Stay out of politics. It absolutely is. And Greg, I want to get you back here either next week or the week after. But tell everybody where they can donate, where they can get get involved, all that good stuff. Uh, yes, sir. At Muscle White for Congress. That's F O R. dot com. MuscleWhiteForCongress.com. You'll get to our website, interviews like this one on our media page, and all important, donate. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook under the same header of Muscle White for Congress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Greg, it's always a pleasure. I love having you with us, um, and we will we'll talk to you either next week or the week after. Hey, thank you, and, and I just want to thank all the people that got out and voted and all of our volunteers. Without them, this this couldn't be happening. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you every step of the way. You've got my support, and I'm really proud of you. So so uh, keep mm, up the good work. Thank you, and God bless. All right. Uh, everybody, we'll be right commercial. Uh, still a big night left on the Rory Sodder Show. Uh, we got people to get to on the panel. Stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. New delicious taste like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. 
Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. We still have a lot to get to. I want to introduce right now, um, by the way, coming up, we will be having political operative Corey Jones, uh, also board member of Open America PAC, Cody Parsons. But first, I want to introduce right now, I believe he's with us, we have pastor and doctor um, Rodney Evans. Rodney, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. How are you doing today? Uh, doing very well, man. I'm, I'm sure you got a lot on your mind. Uh, it's been a crazy show. A lot, lot's been talked about. Oh, it's been really good. I've enjoyed every single bit of it. Your, your people you have just quality. I mean, they're just really good. I mean, I personally could not watch the Democrat convention. Uh, what a clown show! What years. a circus, Rodney. I, Rodney, I couldn't even. I, I mean, you look at it and you think you're watching a comedy movie, and then Joe comes out. And then look at the look at his face. I mean, he doesn't even know where he is. He's like, I'm I'm the Democratic nominee, really? <laughs> like he, this guy is yeah. senile. He he's shocked that he is. Uh, if he can remember, if he remembers at all, I just you know we lived through eight years of the Clintons, and then you know we lived through eight years of Obama. I, what can they say we don't already know? And they always twist it. The highlights that I've picked up so far is. Everything they're they're blaming Trump for, their proof they did it. So it, to me, it's yep. just it's shocking. And then you know, as as a, as a pastor, uh, you know, I have a lot of people say, "Well, I can't believe you're a Christian. You're for Donald Trump." Well, how could I ever be a Democrat? I mean, they're against everything that I stand for as a Christian. Take the pastor out of it. As a Christian, as an American, I mean, where where do we where do we go to? They're backed by uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They both support the Democrat Party. Uh, they're you know for abortion and late term abortion. Uh, I love going hunting. I love my guns. They want mandatory gun back by. Uh, they want to fracking. They want to stop it. Also coal mining. I'm from Kentucky. I'm from the billion dollar coal fields. What they called it. And my family were coal miners. I mean, so why would I ever want to vote for a Democrat? I'm talking about I've got friends that well, I vote to whoever I think that, you know, will do the best. And I said, but look at their platform. Look at what they stand for. And I don't care if it's local. I don't care if it's, if it's national. All the Democrats are the same. There's no moderate Democrat anymore. There's none. With there everything that I, I have, like I, like I said earlier in the show, I mean JFK would be rolling over in his grave right now, and he'd be if he were alive, he'd be a Trump supporter. 
oh, I believe it. My grandfather was a lifetime Democrat, and I promise you right now, he would not vote Democrat. He had a dog, and he trained – my aunt put this on Facebook uh, the other day. He had a dog, and he trained his dog. Would you prefer to be a Republican or a dead Democrat? And the dog would fall over act like it was dead. That's how strong he was <laughs> a Democrat. But, but he would not vote Democrat today. There's no way. I mean, his kids were Democrats, and they've all switched their party. That's the reason, number one, he's polls off. I don't know. Uh, did you see the latest CNN poll the other day? Trump was just down by, um, by uh, four. It was and that was 50, CNN. Uh, yes, 50 to 64. Or six, 50 to 46. That's it. 50 to 46. And I would say Trump's up by 10 because we know how left-leaning that is. Oh yeah. Oh CNN. So, CNN skews their time. They're 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 probably the most dishonest poll. Oh, most most definitely they are. I mean, I just don't anybody that that is you know watching even the uh, the little parts they show on the news, you know, like tomorrow morning. I don't see how anyone could stand for it. I mean, he, they want to raise your taxes. They want to defund the police. They want open borders. They want to let the Muslims come in from the other con- uh, from the countries where there is a lot of ter- terrorists that would probably come in. I mean, how can you be an American and love this country at all and vote Democrat? Now, you talked about uh, the sports. I love sports. My son played NCAA, in, you know, NCAA Division II, but he played basketball. He was over 6'8". I love basketball. I love watching basketball. I love baseball. I love NASCAR. I haven't watched any. I love my Me neither. too much. To Me watch. neither. You know what's crazy? You know, Rodney, Rodney, bring up a great point because I'm the biggest sports fanatic on earth. I'm the biggest sports fan. I love sports. And, it ha- you know, there's so much more issues that we need to deal with in the world that it's the last yeah. thing on my mind. Oh, it is. I mean, I, after. It was off for so long. I've been beginning and to decide. And Rodney, they've taken, need, the, they've taken the joy. They need they've, me. They, they've taken the joy yeah. away from it because of the po- political bullshit they're trying to indoctrinate us with and shove down our throats. Oh, most definitely. I mean, these guys asking for you know they're, they're protesting all this stuff. How come they're not giving their money to all this stuff? There's other ways they can go about yeah. doing it. You know, I. I watched NASCAR when it first come back, then when all the stuff happened about the noose. And, you know, I was brought around. Uh, I had an uncle that worked on cars. He tied his pull-down garage door the same way that was. I knew what it was as soon as I saw it. And after that went down that road, I said, I'm not watching NASCAR no more. And I haven't. Again, like I was saying, I realized when all this stuff happened uh, in sports, I don't need sports. Sports needs me if it wants to continue or the fans to watch it. And we have a voice by not watching it. Right, and, and you that's think, what I you know, chose what, to do. know Yeah, and Rodney, you know what's crazy? You'd think they'd learn by now. I mean, look at how bad their ratings have suffered because of the, their stunts, because of their antics, because of what they're trying to pull. I mean, people don't want to hear their, hear their crap. Oh, what most definitely. Now, I wonder what's going to happen if – you know, we uh, if college basketball and football gets to play at all, uh, football I doubt. Yeah. Uh, if basketball, I've got a niece that plays uh, uh, NCAA Division One. 
I, I'm not going to watch it if, if they let this junk go on there. I mean, they're going to have to make a decision. Either they're going to have to get out of the political side and go out and just love our country, and if they want to say something off of the court, that's a whole different thing. Let them do what they want to do. But I'm not going to watch it, and it make me aggravated. And I just and, I'm and you just know not going to do it. And you know what's scary? You know what's really you know what's really scary is the fact they're trying to push the Black Lives Matter movement now in the NW in the in the NCAA. That that's what they're trying to do now. Uh, you know they've already they've already succeeded at every sport pretty much. Now they're going into college yes. level. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just wondering where it's going. It might be best if they don't play all this year and let some of this stuff die down because I think it will hurt the college. Hurt them a lot if they go down this line. So I'm hoping they don't. Now I know one thing you asked me uh, last week, week before last when I was on. You wanted to know about churches. You want to know about the coronavirus here yeah. in our yeah. in our state. Yeah, so they, let's jump on that. Yeah, and all the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So what you're saying? No, I'm, it, well, it's just mind blowing how all all these people. It's mind blowing how all these people can go out and loot and riot, but we can't go go to church. And as a pastor, that must frustrate you. But speak about the corona thing first, and then then go on. Uh, you know, respond to my church thing. Go ahead. Okay. The the coronavirus here, we're at level, you know, our, our governor is at two. I've got a friend of mine, or he's like a son to me. He's a young black man, and I, I just want to say that for this purpose. I, I don't label him that. He's a son. But he just called me and said, Pops, what? why is your governor so crazy? Thank God I got a Republican governor. And then he made the statement, you know, I don't like everything Trump does, but what he does is good. What he does is good. I don't like all, you know some of the tweets or some things he might say on TV. He said, yeah. but what he does, the substance of what he does is more important than what he tweets or says. And, and that and, that's his take. And, Rodney, and that's what I hear, Rodney. Mostly what I hear, I when I when I talk to people, and I talk to a lot of people, and you know, we I like to have civil discourse. I like to have a conversation. And the main thing I get is, well, I don't like the way he talks. That's what people say. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, do, do, do you want Do you want somebody who gets the job done and, you know, can be kind of a, a, a you know, kind of an asshole sometimes? Or do you want a, a kiss ass that's going to lie to you and blow smoke up your butt? I want someone, I, you know, what they say is one thing, but what they do is another. And he does. You know I what mean, I mean? What he promised us he would do is what he's pushed, what he's, he's tried to do since he's been there. Uh, day one, he has tried to do what he promised us he would do. If he hasn't done it, it's because he's been held up by the Senate and the Congress. That's Absolutely. The Absolutely. Okay. The, cron- the coronavirus, we saw a spike here about three weeks ago. And my wife, uh, you know, she's she's a nurse, but she can't tell me everything because of the HIPAA violations and all that stuff. She can't tell me what's public record, so I don't have to read it all. Um, we got a spike up, and um, – so he kept us at two, and so we still have companies that's down. I, I'm getting called by people that are, are in my church, not in my church, saying, Pastor, I don't know what we're going to do. I can't live on unemployment right now, but my company's not open back up. I, I just don't know what to do. You know, they need to open right. up. They need to do something. They need to help the people, too. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting it from all sides, uh, from right. people who want to go back to work but can't right. uh, go back to work. So we saw a spike in that, and when that happened, uh, there was a letter sent. I got a, a, a got one. It was an email. 
from uh, a state overseer over the nomination in the area or in the host state or half the state. Um, and he's not political. He just asked at that time, he said, I am seeing a lot of cases come in from churches. And like I said, he's over these churches. He said, over churches, he said, I'm asking just for the next two or three weeks, if you don't care to go back to online or uh, or something across that nature, out in a parking lot, just to let this go down. Now, since they've done that, we have saw, I think, a downward a little bit. Um, I know some churches, your bigger churches that can afford it because of all the protocol they have to go through, some of them opened up. Some did not. Right. I'm, I'm in a catch because – you know, I was brought in to rebuild a church, so most of my people are old. So at this point, they've chosen and said, pastors, just wait till some things calm down because some of them have health issues and et cetera. Uh, so I'm waiting on that. I'm still checking on that. I'm doing the things that I need to do. Now my son goes to a church, and they have service at their church. So there's like a mix. I think some pastors, like myself, is trying to – uh, be cautious in the sense and trying to listen to what his congregation at that point wants to do. Because I mean, if I went on a Sunday, yep. I might be the only one there or two or three there. Uh, but you've got some other ones that uh, that are going. So we're seeing a little bit of mix. I know my sister-in-law, her church has opened back up, and they're going some. Uh, so we're seeing some go up, and it is frustrating to see a lot of this stuff go on. It's frustrating, you know. With the mass mandate that's in our state, uh, but also I'm seeing people in other areas of the country uh, threaten to shoot people if they don't put a mask on. We're living in America. You can't make somebody if you ask them one thing, but trying to make them to do it is a whole other thing. Uh, I know. So I'm, there's I know. a lot. Go ahead. It's yeah, no, crazy. no, there is. There's, it's a, it's a crazy. It's just a, it's a situation that you can hear me okay, right? Yes, sir. Everything's been good tonight. Okay, yeah, it's just it's it's out of control, man. And 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 pastor, I mean, we need to figure it out because, you know, if these if these jerk offs can go out there and loot and riot, then everybody should be yes. able to go out and open their businesses and go to church and do their daily activities. I mean, it's just a it's the biggest hypocrisy, double standard. It, you know, it's really really upsetting, um, pastor. Um, there's obviously a lot going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Um, yes. I want to get you back on. Uh, we'll get you back on, obviously, on um, on um, next week, Tuesday or Thursday, whatever works. I, but I oh, do want to ask you, uh, in terms of in terms of like donating and people getting involved and how they can help, uh, tell everyone. You know, you can go over to Rodney Evans Ministries uh, dot org. And any money that comes in that ministry, that's my personal ministry, I take no salary from that. Anything that comes in over there, we we use to help people. I help ministers that's in need and et cetera over there. You can go over to our church's Facebook page or website if you want to give to the church. That is reallifeconcord.com. Uh, so you can go over there to either one of those places and give. And, uh, you know, we, we'll do if, – if people give, we'll begin to try to help as many people as we can that needs it. I've got one woman that's uh, got some kids, and she can't go back to work, and she's just getting a couple hundred dollars a week. Um, so, you know, there's some things there that you could do if people want to give on that. And if you want to follow me at uh, – and you can go over there, and it's connected 
there's a thing over connected to my personal ministry on Twitter at Rodney Evans. On Twitter, you can go over there. And then we started something. I want to stress this real quick or throw this out. Me and my wife started something. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just want to throw it out. You know, you you asked me a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't be on that one because I was out camping. Me and my wife has started a uh, YouTube uh, channel, and it's called uh, We're On Our Way. And it's going to be about our camping experiences. It's just something fun to do. Just I got to have an outlet to get away from some of the political stuff. So that's my outlet is uh, we're doing that. But if people want to give, they can give. Go over to RodneyEvansMinistries.org or go over to RealLifeConcord.com, either place. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Rodney, always a pleasure. Um, thank you, my you friend. Too, Stay sir. with us. Um, I, wa- I want to get to um, uh, political operative uh Corey Jones. Corey, go ahead, my friend. I know you probably have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, hey, Rory. Um, thanks for having me on again tonight. Um, you know, like like most of the previous guests, uh, you know, I tried to watch the Democratic National Convention, especially last night. Last night was probably the impossible. worst. I just haven't been able to do it. It's impossible. I mean, it is really difficult, man. And, um, you know, these people are just fake. Uh, I, I have a hard time believing that any single one of them actually care about our country. Um, because if they, if they cared about our country, they wouldn't be instituting policies that are leading to its destruction. They wouldn't be allowing these thugs and rioters to destroy our country, which is what these Democrat mayors are doing, which is what these Democrat politicians are allowing and they're advocating for. And so I, I you know, I'm just of the belief that they don't care about our country. And in light of that, you know, Republicans have to look at the current political climate and come to the understanding um, that, you know, this is a life or death scenario for our nation. You know, John Kasich was actually, you know, at the DNC National Convention doing his little speech. And, um, you know, he said one thing. He's he's just a terrible, terrible person. He's a rhino. Um, He was a terrible presidential candidate. And, you know, as, as someone that's voted Republican, that's been involved in Republican politics, I mean, we should just completely disavow this guy from our party. But, um, you know, one thing about John Kasich that he said is that we were at a crossroads in our country, and he was using it, you know, as basically an endorsement for Joe Biden. But really, what he said is true, except on the other side of the coin. We are at a crossroads in this country. Either we allow um, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, to take the reins and um, completely wreck our nation and allow monuments to continue to be torn down, allow our uh, economy to crash, allow our culture to be invaded by um, you know, terrible people. Or we have uh, Donald Trump, a, a man who, even though he hasn't been 100% perfect as president in terms of uh, fulfilling every single one of his promises, and we recognize that he's had a lot of you know, a lot of roadblocks in the way from people in his 80%, own party. Especially. He, he, he's given 80%. I mean, that's really good. Imagine if he had a, a Congress that worked with him, he would have 100% done. Oh, I know. And you know what? And I haven't been, like I said, I haven't been happy with every single thing. But, you know, ultimately... Yeah, I mean, the there's day, a the few things. Done. You're right. I mean, there's like, I think there's like two or three things that I, I've ever disagreed with him on. But like, like, you know, like 95% of the time I agree with him, just like you. Sure, exactly, and, and even if you don't agree with them on some cases, like you and I, a very small majority of cases, 
He is, by leaps and bounds, the only choice that we have. No one else can save this country except for Trump. He's the only person that's standing in between us and complete anarchy, complete anarcho-tyranny, the, the, the complete uh, crumbling and destruction of our nation. That, this is the only man that's standing in between us and them. And so ultimately, um, you know, I've seen this meme around Twitter and Instagram. It's a picture of Donald Trump, and it says, uh, you know, in reality, they're not after me. They're after you, and I'm just standing in the way. And that just couldn't be any more true. I mean, he is the man that is standing in between us and under and, and just utter destruction. And, um, you know, that's why I'm grateful for him. That's why, you know, even in the midst of small disagreements, um, I have supported this man from day one, and I continue to support him because he's the only Republican ultimately, and excuse my language, but with the balls to take it to the media, to take it to the swamp, and uh, to take it to his own party. I mean he's one of the only Republicans that's able to do that and get away with it, and one of the reasons why is because he's built a business that way, and he's, you know, he ultimately doesn't care what people say because he's not – um, you know, he, he's not controlled by corporate donors, which a lot of uh, Republicans are, unfortunately. We have to, like one of your other guests said, we have to kick the rhinos out. And those are the rhinos, the people that aren't speaking for us but are speaking for their corporate donors and corporate interests. Um, but, you know, ultimately, for people that are voting for Joe Biden, uh, we have to ask <laughs> ourselves this question. And, you know, you can't it, – it's, it's funny to even think about someone that's I know. I mean, Corey, in reality, Corey, in reality, if it has a D next to it, Democrat, they'll just vote for him. I mean, that's how stupid people are. Well, that's and you know what? That's actually why, you know, uh, uh, Kamala Harris is a Democrat, because it's it's their party with the D next to it. And if you know anything about her political history, uh, she has a lot of involvement (laughs) with these, you know, so um, (laughs) and uh, People that are really involved in, in politics probably understand that one. But, you know, I've traveled around the country. I've, I'm, I know uh, so many people involved in politics and work that I've done, just things that I've, I've been involved with. And I can tell you, I've only seen one house with a Joe Biden sign in front and a, and a, a Joe Biden flag. I didn't know those existed. I've only seen like one house with a Joe Biden sign. And I've driven across the country, and I've seen dozens and dozens and hundreds of 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 houses with Trump flags and Trump signs. And that just shows you that ultimately people aren't motivated to vote for Joe Biden. You, you uh, mentioned the other, uh, a few hours ago that the um, you know, Democratic National Convention drew 6.13 million viewers uh, across like four or five different networks. And that mark, um, you know, based on what the numbers were in 2016, it dropped by 48%. And yes, yeah, because yeah. people, and, and you know what, and, and if there was that's ever a year number. where the that, DNC, that, 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 people need to understand, people need to understand that's not a small number. That's a huge number. That's almost that's, half. I mean, that's crazy. It, it's millions and millions of people. And if there was ever an excuse for people to start, you know, to watch it, it would be now because a lot of people either aren't working or, um, you know, a lot of people are, are, they should be motivated if they're Democrats to get Trump out of office. But even then, they can't even they can't draw a crowd to the DNC National Convention with all of the big name speakers that they had on. But you know, I, I want people to understand that everyone who's actually voting for Joe Biden has to ask themselves if they're okay with voting with, uh, with uh, you know with a Kamala Harris presidency. Let me let me rephrase that. You know, if you're ultimately if Joe Biden gets elected, it's not Joe Biden that's going to be serving out the rest of the term. It's going to be Kamala Harris because Joe Biden 
his mental faculties yep. are depleting. Um, he's not even he, he's not even in control of his platform. The people that are in control of his platform are people that are significantly more radical than he is. And I've heard some people say, "Well, Joe Biden's a moderate. You know, he's he's an old school Democrat. He's not like these AOCs or Ilhan Omar." That may be true, but you're assuming that Joe Biden is in control of himself, that he's in control of his policies. Joe Biden doesn't know what the hell is going on. Let's just be frank about it. He doesn't know what the hell is going on right now. And so he's not going to have the reins of the presidency if he gets elected. It's going to be Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris is likely, if she becomes president, which if Joe Biden gets elected, she will – she will be the most progressive president that we've ever seen in the history of this country. And think about her record. Like Mark Levin actually and, um, you know, put up a, a great slide the other day talking about Kamala Harris's radical agenda. And um, yeah. you know, just based on her voting record in the Senate, she's uh, more progressive than like 95% of Democrats. And just think about that in terms of her voting record. And um, you know she also supports decriminalizing illegal immigration, granting amnesty and citizenship to around 20 million illegal immigrants. That's just asinine. That's insane, especially in the midst of this pandemic, because these individuals, these illegal immigrants, they're going to be taking jobs from American workers. And in the midst of a pandemic, whenever millions and millions of Americans have been laid off because of Democrats shutting down the economy. Um, you know, you have to wonder what exactly is going to happen to these American workers, and they're going to be put last. The, the Biden-Kamala Harris presidency is America's last agenda. They don't care about you. That's why they're offering these jobs. The third-world immigrants that are allowing open-border policies, they're going to incentivize illegal immigration. They're going to, semp- to incentivize mass immigration. It's going to hurt the American worker. It's going to hurt our culture. And if you think it's bad right now with the tearing down of monuments, it's only going to get worse with millions and millions of more people that are coming into this country that don't love this country. They have no stake in this country. They come into this country. They have children and you know, hundreds of thousands of anchor babies every single year from these illegal immigrants, and they're granted citizenship. And they don't care about our country. They come in and celebrate. Instead of celebrating July 4th, they celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Instead of, instead of speaking English, they speak, they speak Spanish. And these are very you know, simple examples. But they have great ramifications, and it's all about the cultural fabric of a nation. If you can't even have, you know, national holidays or or a or a language in common with each other, then that's going to create massive fault lines in a country. They're insurmountable, and they can't be overcome. And that's why we're seeing so much tension in our country because we have too many people that are not alike. We have too many people that are uh, that are enacting different cultures, and they have different sets of values. And ultimately, uh, that's the difference between our parties, and that's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats think that the United States is the nation for the world, that anyone can come in, that anyone can take from uh, you know, the American people and benefit off of our system. Donald Trump believes that America is for Americans, and that's what I believe wholeheartedly. I believe that our country was designed for Americans, and it's reserved for Americans exclusively. And that's not what Kamala Harris thinks. It's not what Joe Biden thinks. It's not what the Democratic Party thinks. And ultimately, that's what people have to understand at the end of the day. Because if you think it's bad now, trust me, it can get a hell of a lot worse. And if we lose, it's over. We're not going to be able to elect another president like Donald Trump. Right now, we are at a crossroads in our nation. Either we accept Trump's agenda, either we accept the values for our country that have been 
you know, longstanding for hundreds and hundreds of years. You spoke about the Constitution, our founding fathers like James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, the values that they instituted, Christianity, you know, capitalism, um, and, and all these great things that have made the United States the greatest superpower in the history of the world. Those things are going to be destroyed. Everything that makes America America is done. It's over with unless we win this fall. And so that's what people have to understand. Kamala Harris is is going to be the president Joe Biden is elected. I mean, this man is just completely senile. And um, and ultimately, if that wasn't convincing enough, what I just stated, think about the other implications. Think about what's going to happen to our children. I mean, Democrats and liberals are ultimately attacking our children at every facet, whether it be in the educational system, whether it be in the womb, um, you know, whether it be in other institutions. They're either trying to – think about this for a second, Rory. Liberals are either trying to abort uh, children in the womb or they're trying to mutilate their genitalia by giving them you know, transitional surgeries, encouraging them to be yeah. transgenders at such a young age, this irreparable harm that they're doing to their bodies. And we have to stand up as a society and say, you know what, you know, we have to advocate for our children. Uh, if we can't protect our children, then we can't do anything. That's our first duty it's as true. a nation is to protect the defenseless. And if Corey, we sacrifice Corey, our children, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. No, and in that, the children are, are the future. I mean, it, let's face it. I mean, we're dealing with a time like never seen before. I mean, the indoctrination never ever ends. And you know, I want, I, I want to, you know, definitely. I, I, I got to go here in a second, but um, let's get you back here um, next week. Uh, and you, dude, I love your speeches, man. I mean, you. You need to be in office, man. I mean, you're you're one of the best improvisers, <laughs> one of the best speakers I've ever heard, man. I mean, I'm seriously, I'm no, no joke. I mean, you are a phenom- phenomenal speaker. Hey, well, I, I really deeply appreciate that. I guess it just comes from you know passion, and unlike most people, unlike most people that are in politics, especially in the Democratic Party. Um, it's not hard right. to talk about things of this right. nature whenever you actually believe them. And I believe what I say, like 100%. I love so that's why it's easy for me I to talk it. about it. So. I love it. Cor- Corey, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure, you can find me on Instagram at RealCoreyJones, and you can find me at uh, on Twitter at TheCorey, and you spell my name C-O-R-E-Y. Excellent, excellent. Corey, I love having you with us, man. Um and we'll, we'll get you back here next week. And let's talk. Thanks, let's Rory. talk. I got a lot of pro. Yeah, I got a lot of projects. Yeah, yeah. Call you. Yeah, give me a call this week. All right, I will do, man. God bless. God bless. Uh, Ken White, uh, radio talk show host. Ken, we only have a couple minutes. I wanted to get you on for a second, but I'm going to get you right back here tomorrow. Um, I just I, I really love everything you're doing. Kind of want to introduce you to the audience. I hear an echo. Can you get rid of the echo? Uh, test test. Let's see now. Can, can you hear better. me now? Yeah, Ken, I can hear you now. Um, uh, still an echo. Uh, not on my end. It's it's pretty clean on this side. Okay. Um, well, Ken, I, I, I wanted to uh, just let you know and let the audience know, um, I, want, I want a lot of time with you, so I'm going to have you back here tomorrow. Uh, we're going to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but I wanted to allow you to promote yourself, 
tell everybody where they can catch your show, uh, catch all your programs, all that good stuff. Because I know you're doing a lot of big activist work in the in the community, and you're you're making a difference for 2020. Thank you, Rory Slaughter. I really appreciate that. Hey, everybody, this has been a really good show. You have some incredible guests on your show, brother. So my hat's off to you on that. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Ken White, K-E-N-W-H-I-T-E, 4444. And when I was in the Air Force, my beloved Ronald Reagan made sure we had the resources and the tools upon which to fight. I have been a patriot and a Republican all my life since age 10, born on the south side of Chicago. Don't you know the Democrats are not playing? Don't you know the left is off for real? I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I'm being real. They have tracked me and realized we cannot let the world hear Ken White. If they hear this man, he's going to blow our whole game up. So check this out. Listen to my show, The South Side Unicorn Show. And you're going to find that before things go down, I've been trying to put us on tip. There's two shows that I'd really like for you to listen to, Roy, based on what your guests were saying tonight on my show. Yeah. One is called Legislating from the NFL. I called that two years ago, bro. I told Yeah. Oh, the NFL is going to be the government because we kicked them out of our government. So they're like a leviathan. They'll crawl through the sewer. They'll crawl wherever they got to go and create their own de facto government despite Washington. That's why the mayor of Washington is trying to get people close to the White House so they can burn it down. I told people that two years ago. And then the other show is called Grand Theft America. Why do you think all these bricks are showing up magically on the streets? Why do you think they keep arresting our kids and letting them back out? So that they can play the video games the Chinese taught them to real life in our country. And so very the left well, is jacked no, me up, I, brother. I I, are you I there? agree, man. I Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So I just I just wanted to get that out of the sample, but straight up, if people want to try to keep this soldier marching, because I own my own business. I've been self-employed since I was 28 years old because I believe in the I American ideal. I ain't no white man holding I, me back. He'd have to run real hard just to catch up with me, if you know what I'm saying. I so I don't believe in that. But bottom line, real quick, Roy, my my my, my, uh, go ahead. my go ahead, real and white, huh? Yeah, I got, I got to go. I got to go. Well, we'll get you back here tomorrow. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Good show tonight. I want to thank all my listeners, my guests, my co-hosts and sponsors. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Until then, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.